Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Baby, it's time to ride the funk train. This is Funkmaster V with Wrestling with Ghosts and a SciParanormal.com. Babies, you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 3, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies, TV, and read some fiction. If you want to get hold of the show, you can go ahead and go to Facebook.com, Aaron's Horror Show, or you can go to Twitter.com, Aaron Horror Show, or you can go ahead and send us an email at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Uh, you could also go ahead and support the show by going to Patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We got some Orion for you today, and uh, it's getting pretty interesting for Orion here, so I'll sum up. Uh, really, if you haven't heard, uh, you know, what's going on with Orion yet, or, or your first time listening, maybe, uh, go back and search for uh, the Orion episodes in, in the RPA app, or, or you know, website, or, or whatnot. Just go back and listen to the rest of Orion, because, you know, it's, it's kind of close to the end now. But for those of you that have been listening and just need a little refresher, Orion just completed a weird world uh, where it's like kind of a sci-fi universe, uh, you know, StarCraft meets uh, Starship Troopers, uh, you know, uh, kind of interesting, you know, existence there. And then, of course, uh, he saves the princess and she just wants to do it all again. Let's see how this goes. Next chapter is called Life Zero. You want to go back down there? I said, with an incredulous look on my face. Yeah, Kaylee said. I have an idea for next time. It, you want to fight the bugs again? I said, unable to process what she was trying to tell me. Maybe I'd misjudged Princess all this time. Perhaps I was in an endless loop to rescue her because she enjoyed conflict, or maybe this was our first couple of lives, or you know, it was still kind of fresh. I remember looking forward to dying so I could try something different. However, that novelty wore off once I had to go through the tedium of each life in exactly the right way to progress forward. So, you want to commit suicide and try again? Suicide? <laughs> Kaylee said. Who the heck said anything about suicide? She paused for a moment and then looked into my eyes. I didn't know what to say, so I said nothing. After a moment, she said, Asshole. And then she disappeared. It wasn't that she faded out of existence one point of light at a time like Stabby had. It was that she was there one moment and gone the next. I waved my hand in the space that she used to occupy to make sure she didn't turn in invisible. Kaylee, I said. There was no response. Princess, I called out. Nothing. That's when I noticed the eerie lack of any noise at all. There was no hum of a spacecraft engine 
The hustle and bustle of the crew, the air flowing through, through the vents, or any of the sounds are usually associated with space travel. I looked around and all the people were paused. They were frozen in the same state of elation they had experienced when we broke through the atmosphere into space and escaped the bugs. Uh, hello? I said to no one in particular. Nobody answered. I walked over to a woman frozen in the middle of a clap. I poked her shoulder. She didn't budge. I attempted to sit her down in her chair, but she wouldn't move. I touched the fabric of her sleeves. She felt real enough. I walked over to the comms of the ship and pressed the intercom. Is there anybody on the ship? Please report to the bridge. While I waited for a response, I investigated the window. The ship was still outside the atmosphere of SAR. There were a few birds that had been on our tail, but, you know, they they'd choked when the atmosphere got too thin. They were frozen and their plummet back to the ground. The fighters in formation around the hopper were also frozen. The fighters in formation around the hopper were also frozen. Even the planet below looked still. After I waited long enough and no one came, I explored the rest of the ship. It was frozen everywhere. All the refugees in the cargo hold, the wounded soldiers, the people investigating different decks, they were all frozen in time. After a while, I reached into my pocket and pulled out the remote control. The only way out of this was the same way I came in. I pressed the door button and the Victorian era door appeared. I walked through to the hub. The hub was the same dome room full of screens that had my various lives. The restricted life was still in the same place, and now that I had lived it once, I could see it was playing snapshots like all the others. Even though it was hard to tell which moment it displayed, the scenes from the other lives were a little different. I could see that rogue stabbies had multiplied and infested almost every life. Instead of the usual scene of me flying the chopper and emerging from the jungle, Stabby was now every person on the chopper and the Viet Cong soldiers. Instead of a relicus and his maidens, it was Stabby and more Stabbies dressed as maidens. The panic button really screwed everything up. I couldn't think of what to do next, so I called Life Worth again. It was getting closer to my hand when the door to the hub opened. I pulled out Stabby's dagger and was ready for the onslaught. But it wasn't Stabby who walked through. It, it was me. And it wasn't just me, but the exact me from the vision I had by the lake. I had a goatee, a faux hawk, and a hoodie. This other me whistled a tune and walked through the room. I attempted to speak to him and he said, freeze program. I froze in place. I couldn't move, talk, or even blink. He looked at the various screens and said, crap. He walked out of my sight line and said, controls. I heard him type on a keyboard. When the clattering of keys went on for a while, he mumbled a few words here and there, like, interesting, and I didn't know I could do that. And then he cursed and began typing again. I didn't know how much time had passed, but eventually the door opened. She was wearing the same clothing Kaylee had when we appeared on the monitor in our power armor. She walked right by me without a second glance. I heard more footsteps and then a thwap. The other me shouted, what was that for? You're always here, Kaylee fumed. I'm working. You can believe the latest results. They show, I don't care about your latest project. You promised you'd spend time with me. You know, we were going to play the game today. But I had a breakthrough. That's what you said the last couple times we... Look, I've told you plenty of times. I'm glad that you have a hobby. And I want you to spend time doing it. 
This is more than a hobby, the other me said. The point is that I haven't seen you in over a month, and you're always here. And when we do make a day to spend time together, you spend it with your pet project. And when you do make a day to spend time with me, you send your pet project. I didn't send him. In fact, I restricted. We ran through the beta just now. Look at the suit he's wearing, for Christ's sakes. That means he... The other me trailed off, and I heard more typing. Kaylee was silent and then said, And here we go again. I support what you're doing, but maybe I could have a fraction of your time. It's, it's just too much to ask that you look at me once in a while. It's fascinating, the other me said. He's going above and beyond. I, I heard Kaylee's footstep come back towards me. She still didn't look at me as she passed by on her way out the door. I could see tears forming in her eyes. It hurt to see her like that. I was pissed at my other self for making her feel that way. Controls, my other self said. He ran past me and then towards Kaylee. We can go out to the place tonight. You know, your favorite place. I'll, I'll take you there. I even said I'd beta test with you, she said while sobbing. I thought if I could take part in your project. She stepped out the door and my other self said, Kaylee, this can change everything. The door shut behind them, and I was still frozen. I wasn't sure how much time had passed, but after a while I was able to move again. I noticed a stamp in the corner of all the screens read zero colon zero zero colon zero zero. The clocks had reset. My body functions were returned to my control. I took out the remote and hit the door button several times. Nothing happened. I attempted to use my mind to open the door. As I did for gateways for other lives, nothing happened. I tried to call out verbal commands like, open door. Nothing happened. After a while, I turned around and looked at the empty room. I said, controls. A desk appeared in the center. It had a computer with a mouse and a flat screen monitor. It was an old oak desk. The letter chair was plush and the mouse pad had a logo on it. It was the same logo as the Interstellar Forces from Life 4. It moved the mouse and a desktop appeared. The background screen of the desktop was a picture of myself and Kaylee. We were holding each other. The Statue of Liberty was in the background. From the smiles on our faces, it seemed we were happy. In all my life, I've never been to Liberty Island, much less with Kaylee. There are a few icons on the desktop. One was labeled Orion, and another Video Diary. I clicked on Orion first, and a screen full of computer code came up. I knew enough about computers to recognize a program when I saw it, but I didn't know anything about what the computer language was saying. It was like knowing what Chinese characters look like, but being unable to read them. I clicked on Video Diary next and loaded the first entry. The other me with the goatee, glasses, and a hoodie displayed on the screen. He was front of the bookcase that appeared in my HUD during Life 4. I had trembled when I pressed play. The other me spoke. I created a virtual office for my work environment. Kaylee thinks it's pretty lame that it looks like my real office. Kaylee popped up from behind and kissed me on the other cheek. It was the exact moment that I'd seen in my vision in the eve of battle, life one. She poked my other self and sat playfully on his lap. When will you be done? We're already at the Council of Elrond, and most of us are already trashed. That's because you're drinking every time a hobbit talks about food, my other self said. Kaylee giggled and said, I can think of other things we could do that the Elrond wouldn't approve of. My other self hit a button on the keyboard in front of him and the screen turned black. I pushed 
back from my desk. I looked up at all the other legs playing out over and over again. Starting to make sense. Why Princess was always out of reach. My hands trembled as I turned back to the videos. I played them one after another. In one, it was nighttime, and my other self was illuminated by a screen. He whispered to the camera, It's late, and I don't want to wake Kaylee. He tilted the camera screen, and I could see his office was really just a room. Kaylee was crashed out on a futon. There were comic books, games, plastic toys on the shelves built into the walls. Some of the figurines were the creatures I had been fighting in life for. He tilted back. I had to delete the first version of Orion. He'd go through the jousting program and then just quit. He had no motivation to continue. I think I'm going to add a princess character. A few videos later, ah, this new Orion's really working out. I'm going to demo him to a couple companies, my other self said. Kaylee called from off screen. Hey, do you think it'd be cold in New York? My other self turned his head and said, yeah, probably. I heard you can do this Liberty Island Ellis Island tour. Maybe we can take a break from the convention. I could not stop watching the videos. It was a success, my other self said. Several companies agreed to send me their products. I can test Orion in all sorts of scenarios. There is this one in Vietnam about a guy who dies in a helicopter crash, but he doesn't know he's... The phone rang, and he answered it. Oh, Kaylee? Oh, shit. I forgot about dinner. Tell your parents I'm sorry. I'm heading out the door now. The screen went black. My other self was very excited a few videos later. Orion has shown some incredible progress. There's a soldier inconsequential to the outcome of the scenario, but he keeps attempting to save him. It's almost as if Orion has learned the value of human life. I... Kaylee interrupted from off screen. You aren't ready? Ready for what? My other self rolled his eyes. I could hear the hurt in Kaylee's voice. You wanted to do this for my birthday. I told you you could stay and play a couple video games. I heard her storm off and my other self all, hey babe, wait. In the next video, my other self was haggard and unshaven. He had rings under his eyes from not sleeping. His hair was mussed up. I don't think I told you about Tanner. He was my best friend growing up. I was going to meet my partner in all this, but he bought a cabin in the woods and, you know, rejected modern society. He sent me this video. Stabby appeared on the screen. He was in a room with wooden beams in the background. He had a crazed look on his eyes. Artificial intelligence will be the downfall of humanity as we know it. But we will not bow down to our robot overlords. We will fight them and anyone who attempts to bring forth their existence Rise up, my human brothers. Rise up against the would-be oppressors. Destroy your technology. Destroy... The video disappeared, and myself appeared again on the screen. The video just rambles on from there. However, the same time the video arrived, I noticed Orion got a virus. The virus is now exterminating all copies of him. I'm going to wipe the hard drive and restart the system. Maybe that will wipe the virus. The door opened in the background and I could see Kaylee's hip. My other self sighed and yelled, Not now. Can you see I'm working? Fuck you, Kaylee said. Yeah, you know I can mean that. Hey, Kaylee, come back. My other self left. The chair of the video was still running. He came back hours later and cursed. It sounded as if he plopped onto the bed. After a few minutes, he got up and footsteps came towards the camera. He knocked the computer off the monitor of the desk and smashed it with his foot. A few videos later... I signed a contract with Snowstorm, my other self said. He was giddy with excitement. 
They even offered me an advanced copy of the new spacecraft to test Orion. Kaylee's a snowstorm nut. She's going to freak out when she hears I have a copy. I, I figure maybe I've been working too hard. I mean, Orion pretty much runs on his own. Maybe I can play a few sessions with her before I integrate it into Orion. He wrung his hands and said, But there's still the problem of the virus. When I wiped the system and started over, the virus didn't disappear. However, I was able to recode it so the virus couldn't attack Orion until he was wounded or killed. I thought it would camouflage Orion entirely, but Tanner's virus is a tricky program. I think it learns. Even with the virus, though, this Orion... It, it, this one seems to be different. It seems to be showing some emergent properties. He tries to save lives, even if it means running through the scenario more than necessary. Uh, you know, the, the, the intrigue element I added called Grimwolf in, in the jousting program is going well, too. I, I have more updates, but I need to go. I want to surprise Kaylee with the spacecraft. <laughs> Ta-ta for now. There's one last entry. The virus is out of control, my other self said. It's replicating so fast it'll clog up the system. It's just like Tanner to create a nuclear failsafe. Oh shit, Kaylee. I said, controls, and the desk disappeared from my side. I paced back in the room for a bit, unsure of what to do. Not only had all my lives been pointless, but my reason for existing wasn't even real. The real princess, Kaylee, was out there. And my other self, no, my creator, didn't appreciate what he had. I died countless times for what he treated like garbage. All my do-over points were simulations. I respawned the same set of limited choices, even if I could make my own decisions. I could only make them with the options the programmer could give me. Meanwhile, my creator had the freedom to choose a better life for himself and did nothing. In an earlier video, he talked about length about why he liked working in the virtual environment over his home office. He waxed on about an empty room, freedom from distractions. It wasn't that the empty space of the hub was free from all distractions, or that he could concentrate any better, it was the fact that he could avoid Kaylee in his world. She wanted him in the real one, and here in the virtual one, he could never screw it up with her. I opened the controls again, and then clicked on a folder labeled Princess, and I opened it. Same sort of code appeared when I clicked on my program. I clicked Run Simulation, and Kaylee appeared next to me. She was beautiful as ever, but I knew she wasn't my princess. My princess had been a dream. Alright, that is Orion. I think we're probably getting close to the end here. We might uh, might be done with this uh, book next time I read it. Uh, we'll just have to see. But thank you so much for listening, and uh, yeah... The next time uh, you think about whether or not you're in a computer simulation, just know that there is a lot of physicists that uh, think that's actually a real thing. No joke. I'm not kidding. This is actual science that people are thinking about. Go ahead and look it up. It's pretty spooky stuff. Good night.